Welcome to episode two, episode two of season two of BGTV. As you see here, I've got this in the background here that's called United Voices. So that's going to be the title of my podcast on Sunday nights because we're trying to unite as many voices as possible to just echo and merge our Father's voice and be, as, be one. That's what John 17, 23 says, is we come together as one, the world will see that, the, that God loves them. So I want you to put your hands together and welcome my brother, Noah Ray. What's Noah, up, the crowd is going wild, man. Going wild. They're going wild. You hear them? They're just I going do. wild, dude. So uh, welcome to BGTV, man. I'm so excited that you came on here with me. Episode two, season two, man. Yeah, that's just it, man. And I love how, man, you just hit me up a couple weeks ago and you were like, man, I've loved watching BGTV yeah. and... Uh, you know, you, you was so cool the other day. You said, man, I was watching football, but I had I had BGTV down in my lap, and I was watching both. Man, that, like, blessed my heart. I was, man. <laughs> I was, I, before I was on the podcast, I was a viewer. That's awesome, man. I love it, I was it, taking man. it all in. That's so. awesome. Well, welcome. Yeah, uh, We just, it's so cool. He walked into the studio tonight, and uh, we have the same shoes on. So that's got to mean something. Like Shoe game. I don't know if it's strong, it, but, I mean, we're, we, we're matching. We are matching. So we're feeling unity in the spirit already, that's man. Right. So um, just want to say hi to your wife out there, Jordan, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. How long y'all been married? We've been married 12 years. Okay, 12 years. I, me and Haley have been married 12 years. I mean... We got all kind of unity we're, going we're on here. We're just right here, man. I right. mean, this is unbelievable. And now, I don't have three kids. I've no. just got one. So tell us about your kids. Yeah, so I got three kids. Yeah. So Hadley's eight, uh, Judah is five, and then Maverick is going on a year and a half. Wow, that yeah. is awesome, man. So, so you got your hands full. Uh, we are busy in the Ray household. Busy in the Ray household. I mean, I just met Hadley as she came in here to the yeah. studio. Man, super cool. She got her rolling shoes on. She's doing it. Everywhere. Everywhere. She's everywhere. <laughs> now tell us, you are at a church out in Hoover, right? Yeah. And it's called the Christian Life Church. Yeah, Christian and, Life Church. And um, you've been there for how long? Been there 12 years. And then what's your role there? Yeah, so I'm executive pastor. Executive pastor. Yeah, and uh, so have fun. It keeps me busy, keeps me moving. Man. And uh, But I love it. Um, ministry is my heart. Yeah. It's what I'm called to um, and uh, couldn't imagine doing anything else, dude. So. I mean, you got you, you're just anointed, man. Just the way you carry the Lord, the presence of the Lord, and I know that everybody over there is just loving to have you there, help pastor them. And so, man, thank you for all you do for the body of Christ. Yeah, man. Uh, you're one of the first people I wanted to bring on here on United Voices, man, because you are a voice here in Birmingham. Yeah. And so, I'm excited to just pour out tonight what God has on our heart. So. Yeah. Um, we were talking, and you said what was been burning on your heart for mm -hmm. the last year. Yeah. Okay. It's simply just been spiritual growth yeah. in the body of Christ, right. and how that um, how can we grow the people around us, grow ourselves, yeah. grow in the spirit. There's so many people out there that just kind of stop, get stuck. And so if you're stuck in your walk with the Lord, stuck in the Spirit, tonight is going to be for you, help you get unstuck, help show you some ways that you can grow in the Spirit and mature in the faith. So Noah, yeah. just take it, man. Tell us what God's been doing in your heart for the last year in the spiritual growth. Yeah, so you know, I think the, the area of spiritual growth is something that really probably, in the summertime, the Lord began to speak to me about and then really I began to study it in Scripture. Yeah. Um, and the Lord just, I felt like, just kind of unveiled so much from the Word of God right. as it pertains to this topic. Come and, on. Brad, what I found is that 
literally the term uh, growth or maturity is just all throughout the New Testament. Wow, wow. It's just all throughout the New Testament. And um, I want to read just a verse yeah. to you and just yeah. kind of give us some thoughts around this idea um, of spiritual growth. This is in Ephesians chapter 4. It's um, 13 through 16. And here's what it says. Paul writes this. He says, um, This will continue until we all come to such unity in our faith and acknowledge God's Son that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and complete standard of Christ. Wow. So, so Jesus is the standard. Wow. Right? Yes. He's the standard. But then it gets better. He says, then we will no longer be immature like, uh, like children. Wow. We won't be tossed and blown about by every wind of new teaching. Hmm. Come on. This is good. So we're not going to be thrown and bounced around everywhere. Yep. We're not going to be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so clever that they sound like the truth. Yeah. And then verse 15, he says, instead, we speak the truth in love, growing in every way more and more like Christ. Come on. So we grow in every way more and more like Christ, who is the head of the church, verse 16, and he makes the whole body. And this is what I love, Brad, because yeah. this, I really feel this is an anointing that's on your life, man. Come on. Is to bring the body of Christ together, Come to on. unify the body Yes, of unify. Let's go. And then in verse 16, he says, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts to grow. Wow. And then he gives off three things. He says, so the whole body, it's healthy and it's growing and it's full of love. Wow. Man, you guys hear that? So f- healthy, it's, growing, and full of love. It's healthy, it's growing, and it's full of love. And I think ultimately, Brad, I think those are three hallmarks that the Lord wants for not just the body of Christ, yeah. but for each person. Come on. Is that we would be healthy yes. in our, our spirit, in our soul, yeah. that we would be growing. Yes. That every day we're looking more and more like Jesus. Come on but that we are full of love. That's it. That's it. You know what? The only way to get that, I want to pause for a moment and say this. It's one of the key phrases you just said is that Jesus is the head of the church. That's right. We forget that, that Jesus Christ is the head of the church. He is the Messiah. He's the, he is the rock of the church. If we forget that and we forget to put him at the head of the table, him at the head of the body, then we are going to miss out on everything because love comes from Jesus. Right. Love comes from the spirit of him. And the only way to be healthy in a body is to be connected to the head. That's right. And I think the body of Christ overall has just left the head. That's you know right. what I'm saying? It's yeah. like we just we just we try to climb up ourselves to, yeah. the, to be the head. And I think that, that this is where the bride, the bride of Christ has got to return mm-hmm. is where they begin to look to the head again and look to what he's saying and, 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 and how to become just like him. Like you just said that being a Christian, the standard is how Jesus lived when he was on this earth. That's right. It is. It's the standard. And, and the more we look to Jesus, mm. that's where spiritual growth comes from. Mm. That's where we begin to mature. And, and here's how I, Brad, define spiritual maturity. It's not uh, how many church services you attend. Yeah. It's not all the verses you know or all the, the Christianese that <laughs> Christianese. you can say. All the, I love it. Christianese. All, all the stuff you can say. Spiritual maturity 
is I can say I look more like Jesus today than I did yesterday. Man, that's that's fire. That's so good you because know? that's that's where we've got to get back to. And yeah. if we can just begin, you know, the, the day I was reading in Hebrews, I think it's chapter three. If it's not, don't stone me. But um, it, you know, you ever open up the Bible and you read a verse and then it, j- it just rocks you? Oh yeah. And you just put the Bible down. And you're like, dude, I read like three or four words. I opened the Bible, said, God, I need to hear from you. Yeah. And opened the Bible, said Hebrews three. I was reading through Hebrews, and it says, "Fix your thoughts on Jesus." Hmm. That, that's what it says. Wow. And, and I just closed the Bible, yeah, and I just said, I just heard everything I need to hear. That's it. Is literally fix my thoughts on Jesus. Come on. When are the, you know later in Hebrews it says to fix your eyes upon Jesus, right, the right, author right. and perfecter yeah. of your faith. So while you're running your race, you know you can keep, you can keep going. Yeah. But when it said fix my thoughts on Jesus, I'd never. I mean, I'm sure it's. I've heard it before, mm. or but I'd never really seen it read it that way. And I sat, I closed the Bible, sat back, and I literally, in my time with the Lord that day, all I did was think about Jesus, mm. and then it began to move my heart. Yeah. So if you're out there and you're like, how do I spend time with God? How do I grow closer to God? Hebrews chapter 3, I think it's verse 1, 2, somewhere in there, just simply says, fix your thoughts on Jesus. Come on. If you'll fix your thoughts on Jesus, you'll begin to move your heart. You'll begin to fill your heart with love. Yeah. You'll begin to grow healthy and growing in the spirit. That's 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 phenomenal. Come on, man. Well, and, and that's that's where it's at. And I think when it comes to spiritual growth and spiritual maturity, uh, I think we've complicated it. Come on. And I, agree. I think we have um, we've added more steps in there than it should. Mm. And um, now there is depth to the Lord and there's things like that. But at the end of the day, man, I just want to be able to say today on Sunday, I look more like Jesus than I did yesterday. Come on. That's right. That's right. You know? Yes. Um, and so, man, I'd love just to kind of give us some some thoughts on spiritual Please, growth. Please, just, just roll off with and, it, man. And, we'll, and hopefully in a minute we'll be able to get just to the life of Jesus if we can. But Absolutely. Just a couple of thoughts I put down uh, when it comes to spiritual growth. And I think this is such a great topic, Brad especially here at the beginning of the year yep. because we've all got areas that we want to grow in, mm-hmm. right? So everybody who's watching online, like you set some fitness goals, you set some finance goals, you set uh, uh, marriage goals, you set family goals, career goals. Like we've all got goals, but I wonder, Brad, how many of us have really sat down and set spiritual goals? That's good. That's so life. good. Come on, man. Preach it. You know? Um, and here's what I found. Here, here's kind of the first thought that I have is that God really does expect us to grow. Yes. You know, uh, there, there is, I believe this, um, this hope that God has that when we receive the Lord, yeah. that we don't stop there, Come on. that we, we run from that point. That's good. Y- you know what I'm saying? So yeah. like salvation is just the starting line. That's good. And we progress from there. That's, that's so good. You know, I, I think there's so many people that get the picture that the cross is a, you know, there's a sign at the cross that's a dead end sign. Mm-hmm. But at the cross is a stop sign. Come you on. You stop here. Yeah. You get Jesus filled with the, you know, just you get cleansed with all your sins by right. his blood. And then he, what does he say? Go. That's right. Go in all the world, but yeah. you can't go unless you grow. That's right. And so I think this is the picture so many times they think that. 
It's all about salvation. Like what I mean is, is once that, that that's all it's about. Mm-hmm. Everybody starts focusing on just salvation, and then that's where the body of Christ has yeah. stopped focusing on spiritual growth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And and so I, I I do, man. I believe that God He wants us to grow. Even I was reading this week, Brad, in, in Second Peter. Here's what um, it says. This is in chapter three. This is in verse seventeen. Uh, Peter writes. He says, "So be on guard, and then you will not be carried away by the errors." of wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior. Wow. Wow. That's so good. So he says, we, we got to grow. Uh, yeah. And Brad, I'll just say this, man. I love this. In, in this day and age, in the world we're living in, man, mm. with the bombardment of culture and media, mm-hmm. we have to be growing in our faith. You're right. The enemy is too crafty. Mm. He's too scheming. He, yep. He's throwing too much at us for mm. us to stay where we were five years ago. You're right, man. He's wanting to distract us with all this stuff that's going on in the world, and that's his game. If he distracts us, that's his win. That's you know? it. You know? Yeah. Um, and so here's the other thought um, that I had is that spiritual growth isn't automatic. You're exactly right. Come on. It's not automatic. Speak that. So when I think of spiritual growth, again, like we've all got these – these goals that you probably set at mm. the beginning of this year. And with all of these goals, they all take one thing to be able to grow. And I think it's one word, Brad, and it's the word intentionality. Come on. If you're going to grow spiritually, it takes intentionality. You're exactly right. If we're going to take mm. steps towards God, it takes intentionality. And sometimes that's not always comfortable. Sometimes that's getting outside of our comfort zone. Yep. But the rewards are great. You know, and it's just like in a marriage. We've been married 12 years. It does not automatic, man. You no. know, you know, like if, keeping no. that love going, man, keeping the, the marriage strong, the relationship strong, it is not automatic. That's right. Just because I get married, walk down an aisle, it doesn't mean that I'm going to have a strong marriage. That's right. I've got to be intentional about loving my wife. I've got to be intentional about spending time with her, intention, intentional about serving her, yeah. intentional about having alone time with her. That's right. It's the same way. And I think this is what people forget, man, is that when we give our lives to Jesus, we're not just saying a prayer so we can go to heaven. This is the picture that we are doing. When we give our lives to Jesus, when you give your life to Jesus, what you're doing, you're saying, Jesus, I do. I want to become your bride. That's right. I put this ring on signifying that I become one with you, yeah. and I want to spend et- now with you but eternity with you. And I think that's the picture that we need to have when we're giving our life to Jesus, that it's not just about going to heaven. It's it. And I think that's what happens. People go, well, I, I just want to go to heaven. So they don't care about spiritual growth. Right. They just want to, oh, as long as I go to hell, I'm good. Like, <laughs> you know I got saying? the fire insurance. That's it. We're but good. I don't, you know, it, may, it scares me to death. Matthew 7 says that there's people, man, that say, hey, they said, well, I was prophesying in your name. I was preaching in your name. I was casting demons out in your name. And Jesus looked at them, Noah, and said, but depart from me because I never knew you. That's right. Right. They never became one with him. They never had a relationship. They never intimate with him. They were just right. wanting to be uh, not. They just did all they didn't want to do is they didn't want to go to hell. That's right. And and Brad, even in that that verse, yeah. I never knew you. That word "knew" mm. is a word of intimacy. Wow. Between a husband and a wife. Wow. And and so that is a part of of yeah. this growth yeah. of 
it again, it's not just a salvation is not just a box to check off. Come on. There's a God to know. Yes, that's the key. No, that four letter word. No. There's a God to be experienced. Yeah. And every, for everybody that's watching, mm. I mean, God wants to know you and he wants to be known by you. That's it. That's exactly right. And the more that we grow in the Lord, there's this whole side of God that just becomes so real to yeah, you. Absolutely. And you can't kick your spiritual life into neutral. It's mm-hmm. just like if I were to put my car down on a road and if I kick it in, it, it's it's going to roll backwards. Yep. Right? Yep. It, it's not naturally going to go forward. That's right. Um, and so that's kind of this whole idea of how we're growing in the Lord. Anything you do intentionally, it takes purpose. Yes. It takes thought. Mm. It takes effort. Mm. Um, and, and it just takes um, forward thinking to be able to do it. And mm. our, our walk with the Lord is no different than that. Man, this is so beautifully said. If you're out there and you're wondering, why is my relationship with God stuck or non-existent or whatever it may be, it's really because you probably haven't put intentionality into your relationship with God. Make it your goal this year. Like you said, make some spiritual goals to go, you know what, I'm going to be more intentional in my relationship with God. You know, Noah, one of my favorite... Um, stories about telling people about how I began to grow in the mm-hmm. spirit is um, I gave my life to Jesus when I was like eight years old, you know, went off and did the high school, college yeah. thing, man, got wild, yeah. came back to the Lord around 20, 21 years old. And um, I was working at Sears at the time, selling mm. tools. Yeah, Art, you were. T- Tim the tool man, you know what I'm saying? And, um, but when I started working there at Sears, I would at lunchtime I would go out and hang out with all my buddies at Applebee's, and we just whatever, man, and we do whatever. But when the Lord started moving on my heart, and I started feeling Him, and I started growing, I said I started wanting to grow closer mm-hmm. to Him. Yeah. My mom had put this book on my bedside table. You know, praying moms that are come on. We got to have them. So if you're out there, mom, and you're praying for your son, your daughter, keep praying keep because praying. the. My, without my mom, I don't know where I would be. But she put this book on my bedside table called Experiencing God. Mm. And it, it had laid there for a year, and I had never touched it. You know what I'm saying? Because I wasn't interested. Right. There was no intentionality in relationship with God whatsoever. I was running the other way. But then all of a sudden, God started moving my heart. Well, I picked up this. I didn't know what else to do, but I picked up this book. Is it like a 13-week like go through the book? If you're out there looking for something to go through, Experiencing God, it's, it's unbelievable. Mm. But I began to take this book to work, and instead of going to lunch with my friends, I brought up just a paper sack lunch. I began to go in my car. I would drive to the back of the parking lot where I couldn't see nobody because I didn't want to be distracted. And I literally began to open this book and open the Bible. And in those 13 weeks, my relationship with God skyrocketed because Mm. I was intentionally... Uh, going after him. I was changing my course of the day, putting him in it intentionally. Come on. And from that moment forward is the moment that he began to move me into the calling that he had on my life because I, now my antennas were up listening to him That's right. because I was spiritually growing. That's right. God has so much for you out there. And if you will just intentionally spend time with him, your spiritual antennas will come up. You'll begin to hear his voice and he'll clearly tell you the purpose that he has for you. That's so. right. Well, and, and Brad, you're so right because salvation is automatic. 
That happens in a moment. Mm-hmm. You receive the Lord, the Lord sanctifies us, right? Yes. Or he, he saves us. But then what is not automatic and takes intentionality is this process called sanctification. Yes, yes, so come on. salvation happens in a moment. Sanctification will take your whole lifetime. Absolutely. And that is the process, again, go back, that we look more like Jesus. In, and that's the goal, and we've got to get back to understanding that. I love how, you know... Billy Graham, one of the best evangelists mm-hmm. that's ever walked the earth, his wife was named Ruth. I don't know if you've heard the story or not. I was up in North Carolina where they had the Billy Graham Museum, and they have uh, where she's buried there. He's now buried there too, but he was still alive when I was there. That's a story. And he said that one day they were driving down the road, and they saw a sign that said, End of Construction. And she looked over at Billy in the car and said, I want that on my tombstone. And because she was explaining mm-hmm. that, when it's when we pass away and we go before the Lord, that's that's, right. that's when we quit growing, we quit being constructed, we quit, you know, growing and maturing more and more like Christ. Is that's when the end of construction takes that's place. Right. If you go to North Carolina at the Billy Graham I Museum, you'll see where she's buried, and on her tombstone it says "End of Construction," and it it, it and that's the that's what we've got to look at is go, man, it, I've got to always be growing, maturing, and intentionally um, growing in the Lord. Because it, it really never it never stops, yeah, Brad. And it's a for everybody that's watching. It's a it's a process that you just have to embrace. Yeah, come on. If we are gonna look more like Jesus, it is a God. My life is yours, mm. and if my life is yours, you get to cut away the things that don't look like you. That's good. And you get to pull away the things that don't look like you. And the as you're doing that, God is taking us through this process of sanctification. That's good. And the it, it may not always be fun, mm. but it's always worth it. So come on, you know what I feel right now? I feel this word coming over me. I feel the word hunger. I feel like that there is a bunch of people out there that are hungry for God. Yeah. Like they're hun- you're hungry for God. You're hungry for more of God. You're, you're hungry for more of, of there's got to be something else to life. And the only way to receive that is to get hungry for God, to eat upon him. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. And without eating upon him, eating mm-hmm. his word, the Bible, is like we're not going to be able to grow. We've got to get hungry again for his word, yeah. hungry for his presence, hungry to go after him with all that we have. And, you know, I just had a baby girl. She is three months old. Hope is three months old. She's she's a cute thing, man. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. Um, no, it just got to meet her just yeah. a minute ago and um but you know as I when I wake up and I get I do the morning shift the like early morning shift you know Haley likes to sleep in the morning I, do, I like to get up in the are morning are you a morning person I'm a morning person yeah Haley's a night owl I'm a morning person um and so I do the morning shift and I'm in there like the other day I was in there feeding hope and man when it's time for the baby to have a bottle like Bro, you better watch you, out. You better, you better, you better, you better get better to watch him quick. Now. <laughs> and so I was sitting there and I, and she could see the bottle and she started going, uh, uh, you know, like, like, yeah. like she wanted it, you know. And I put it up close to her mouth and like, when she latched onto that bottle, she was just craving it. Yeah. You know, in the Bible, actually, I have a verse here. You hit off of um, First Peter earlier. First yeah. Peter 2 2, this is the Passion Translation. It says, In the same way that nursing infants cry for milk, you must intensely crave the pure spiritual milk of God's word, for this milk will cause you to grow into maturity, fully nourished and strong for life. 
We've got to see that, that the, you've got to crave God's Word. You've got to crave His presence. Yeah. You've got to crave a relationship with Him and to begin to grow and mature right. in your faith. And, but we've got to crave it like a baby craves milk. Here's what, right. When I was sitting there and God was speaking to this to me while I was feeding her, he said, you know, she gets hungry every two hours. Every three hours, she's hungry. She's got to have another bottle. Yeah. He said, you got to get so hungry for me that you need more of me every two hours, every three hours. you got to be wanting more and more of me. And if we as the bride of Christ will get hungry for him again, yeah. we'll get filled up, like you were saying, and filled up. And that's when we're going to get passionate, find our purpose in the, in, in, like you were talking about in Ephesians 4, and we all got find our roles in the body of Christ, and we begin to see an awakening and a revival. And I that's think right. that that's what we're wanting, man, is to see God move in a way he hasn't in a long time. And that's going to start with me and you yeah. growing in our faith. That's right. And it's available for everybody. Yes, that's the, that's the beautiful thing. Everybody can grow in it. And spiritual growth doesn't mean perfection. It means progress. That's man, come on. It's not. It's not about perfection. Say that again. Spiritual growth is not about perfection. It's about progress. Yeah. And I just want to encourage somebody out there: keep going, Mm. keep praying, keep reading. If it's a verse a day, keep reading a verse a day. If if it's a short prayer, pray that short prayer. It's about progress, not perfection. It's what Proverbs, I think I have it in here, Proverbs 24, 16, the godly man may trip seven times, but they will get up again. Woo, come on, that's good. And I may what have, verse is that? It's Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. Okay, 24, 16, that's good. And I may have fallen today, Brad, Yes. but I'm going to get back up and I'm going to make progress tomorrow. That's so good, man, that's so good. And, you know, go ahead. And what else is, I, I think the enemy is scared of people that may know, hey, I've got some issues in my life, mm. but I'm going to keep making progress. That's so good. i got some areas where the Lord's still working on me, yeah. and He's still pruning me and still cutting things away in my life. Yeah. But, man, I'm gonna not going to let it stop me. That's so good. I'm going to keep pushing and going. You know, if you're out there and you're discouraged because you still got areas in your life that need to be worked out, don't be. You're not a hypocrite because you That's desire right. God after you make a mistake. That's what the gospel is. So many people think that we, I'm a hypocrite because I've sinned and now I desire to be in the presence of God. I desire to keep right. growing in God after I've made a mistake. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now, I sin this week. I sin, man, and I don't love it. I hate it. Right. But when I sin, I do what you just said. I get back up and keep going. That's right. Somebody asked me a while back, they said, Brad, how do you get where you are in your relationship with God? And I thought for a second, and literally I didn't even know that verse. I said, it's, it, I, I try to make it as simple as I can. Every time that I fall down and mess up, I decide to get back up and keep going, That's it. keep going after God. That's it. And so I really believe that you hit on something there. There's people out there that are discouraged in their faith. They're discouraged in where they're at and where they walk with the Lord. And if you will just keep getting back up when you fall down, you're going to find yourself in a place you can yeah. never, ever imagine. That's right. That's right. And you just keep getting back up. That's it. That's it. You just keep moving. And I feel anointing on that. As you do it, man, the Lord, you'll look back and realize how far you've come. That's so good. Because you did not quit when you fell. Yeah. You got back up. That's so good. I think somebody needs to hear this. You know, in Hebrews chapter two, when it talks about, there's a great cloud of witnesses. Yeah. And he says that God has marked out for each one of us to run a race. And he says, fix your eyes on Jesus, yeah. the author and perfecter of your faith. 
But it's, you know, it's a race that he's marked out for us to run. And it's a, it's a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon until the end. Mm-hmm. But you know what, Noah? Let's say me and you are out and we're running. We've got Olympics coming up this year. Let's say we're out watching someone run the, a, a five-mile race or something, and they fall, they fall down at mile one. When they fall down, where are they? They're not see so many times we feel like when we fall down, we had to start back over. That's right. When they're when a runner's running a race and they fall down, they're exactly where they are where they fell down. That's right. They didn't go backwards, they didn't move, they're, they're just there. on the ground. Right. They've got to decide if they're gonna get up and keep running yeah. and keep getting back in the race. And so some of you out there have been found yourself falling down because the That's enemy good. he goes around like a roaring lion, finds someone to destroy and knock down. If he's knocked you down, all you got to do is get back up and keep going. You're not backwards. You're not at back at the starting line. You're exactly where you were. Get up. Spend some time with the Lord. He'll cleanse you. You'll find a fresh cleansing of the presence of God. Acts 3.19 says when we're in the presence I of God, yeah. you find a refreshing. Yeah. If you need refreshing in your life, man, just get in the presence of God and watch His presence sweep over you and cleanse you. Man, I feel God in here. Come on. Man. Well, and, and I'll tell you through my just praying in uh, the fall time as the Lord is just kind of taking me through this this idea of what the Bible says about spiritual growth. Yeah. You, you can't dismiss the journey that the Lord had Jesus on when he was here on earth. That's good. Um, and Brad, it's fascinating to me that Jesus had to grow just like we did. Mm, that's a good point. Is It's... It's just a, a huge thought in my mind when I'm thinking about this is that God could have sent a full grown man to earth wow. to be the Savior. Yeah. But he didn't. He uh, sent a baby. It's what we baby. just got done celebrating. Yeah. And that baby had to grow mm-hmm. and that baby had to mature. That baby had to take steps and fall. Jesus had to go through the awkward junior high phase. Yeah, yeah. We all had that. You know? And he had to grow through all of that. And the Bible says that there was four areas. I want to read these yeah, to you, Brad. Yeah, go ahead. There, there's four areas that that he grew. And this is at the end of Luke chapter 2. The Luke, Luke 2 is where we see how Jesus grew. And the Bible says that he grew, he grew in wisdom, and he grew in stature, and he grew with favor with God and mm. with man. Man, that's good. He grew in wisdom and in stature and favor with God and man. And it just shows us that if... Jesus needed to grow, we need to grow. That's good. Because he was both God and he was man. And if he's the standard and he had to grow, then we have to grow. That's right. Yeah. And so, and I just put down in uh, here tonight, Brad, there's just a couple areas that Jesus, that he grew, that we also need to grow in. Um, And we just kind of see this in Luke 2 is that Jesus grew in God's house. Wow. Yeah, that's and one of the most practical ways that we can grow in our relationship with the Lord is either in God's house or around God's people. Absolutely, absolutely, because you know it's kind of like this. You, you can't tell the, by this analogy by looking at me because I don't work out. But I'm going to use the analogy for all you people out there that do work out. You, we, you can't grow in your physical body unless you go to the house, the gym. That's right. Okay. 
and if you're around people that can tell you how to do the exercises that are going to inspire you and keep you going. That's right. So they don't fade out. That's it. And so the people that are very successful in their physical strength and their physical look is because they show up at the house, the gym, That's it. and they're around the people that are doing the same thing. That's it. And so if we're not around people that are going after the Lord, yeah. then it's going to be very hard for us to keep maintaining going after the Lord. That's it. Well, even in, in this passage in Luke 2, they, they lose Jesus for a little while, and they come back and they find him. And mm. where was he at? He was in the temple. Wow. He was, he was in, at a young age, he was in God's house. And the passage even tells us, Jesus mm. is like, Mom, where, where did you think I was going to be? <laughs> where do you think I was going to be? Where did you think I was wow. going to be? And it, it shows us that Jesus grew in God's house, but he didn't just, he didn't just grow in God's house. He had a, a people that he grew with. Mm. And that was the the leaders that he was around. He yeah. was learning mm. from them. He was he was sitting underneath their teaching. Yeah. He had a people. He had a place. He was in the yeah. temple there. He had a process that he that he grew. Mm. Like he was yeah. learning from them. Intentional. He, he was, was very intentional. You know, I think somebody needs to hear this too. That you said the people, getting around the people, and looking back at my life when I came out of the wild phases of my life yeah. and began to try to grow in my relationship with God, one of the first things that God began to put on my heart and ask me to do was there were people in my life, they weren't bad people, they were just keeping me from growing closer to the Lord. Yeah. They were pulling me back into the life I didn't want to. And so you were saying getting around people that you need to be around. But one of the things you have to do is be obedient to the Lord when He asks you to distance yourself from other people that are bringing you down. Absolutely. You know? I mean, and so... Um, I think some people out there tonight might just need to hear that. There's a relationship in your life. It could be a dating partner. It could be, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it could be a friend. It could be somebody that, that you love to death. But I look back in my life over seasons, and there were people in my life that God showed me I had to distance myself from them. That doesn't mean I wasn't their friend. That's right. It just means I couldn't go on their turf. That's right. You know, it's like, you know, I, I had to distance myself from them because they were putting me in situations that I didn't want to be in if I was going to continue to grow. And I know that is sometimes the basic stuff, but sometimes that's what someone needs confirmation that you've been praying, hey, this person in my life is really bringing me down. It just begin to separate yourself from them so that you can begin to grow in the Lord. Yeah. Well, Brad, you're, you're so spot on with that. Because if you show me, for anybody who's watching, if you show me the people that you surround yourself with on a daily basis. Mm. Show me the people that you're closest to. I'll show you where you're going to be in five years. That's good. You're, you're exactly right. Yeah. Because the people that we surround, surround ourselves, ourselves yeah. they, they dictate and they tell us where we're going to be and where life is going. And so you got to, and this is why, Brad, I think we, it's what Jesus modeled so well. We need to be in some type of godly community. Absolutely. With faith-based people in our life that can encourage us, that are running the race. And to your point, spiritual growth looks like both adding and subtracting. That's good. you got to add spiritual brothers and sisters in your life, Yep. and then you got to get some people out too. Yep, and then adding and subtracting is on the, the same thing is when you begin to get, like some people right now, beginning of the year, you know, they're like, I'm going after, I'm going to get my physical body in shape. And they begin to quit eating certain things yeah. and putting the good stuff in. That's right. 
So there are also like some of the ways that I've grown in my spirit that God is saying, hey, the key to growing in your spirit is listening to the Holy Spirit because he will guide you to become holy. Do you know that God could have gave his spirit any other adjective to describe him, but he did chose the word holy. holy? Come on. Because the Holy Spirit teaches you how to be holy. That's it. If we'll listen to him, he's guiding us to become like Jesus, to become holy. The Bible says to become holy as I am holy. And we forget that part of the scripture. We forget that part of of, of Christianity that God says, hey, be holy as I am holy. That's right. And there, you know, you know, for holiness can be so many different things for a pastor who's been walking with Jesus for 30 years. And, you know, the Holy Spirit saying, hey, you know, let's quit uh, looking at that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. a step of holiness. Yeah. Well, for the guy that's down at the bar who's depressed, who's lost everything, and he's yeah. d- drinking his life away at the bar, a step of holiness for him is getting up off of that bar stool That's right. and taking a step out of the bar. Yeah. Does that make sense? So oh, holiness, taking a step of holiness is different for every person. It's where you are in the moment. Just take one step closer to God. Because here's the thing. You may have taken a million steps away from the Lord, but it only takes one step to come back to Him because He's right behind you. He's waiting on you. His arms are wide open for you to come into a deep relationship with Him. Man, I mean, it's, it, 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 it's so true, and that's how the Lord really takes us through this process, mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier, of sanctification, and, and He does it through through being surrounded by people, adding the right people, um, taking wrong people away. I'll tell you, a second place that Jesus grew, and this we could spend a whole night on this, um, he, he grew Jesus through painful seasons. Wow, that's good. I That's mean, good. he grew in the temple, but then Jesus also grew mm. over time through the things that he had to endure. Wow. There's this verse, Brad, in Hebrews chapter 5, and it just like, I've been thinking on this verse yeah. since about mid-October. Just chewing on it. Just chewing on it. Man. Yeah. And here's what it says. This is in verse 5. This is in um, chapter 5, verse 7. It says, And God heard his prayers because of his deep reverence for God, even though Jesus was God's son, listen to this, okay. he learned obedience from the things he suffered. Mm, that's deep. He Come learned on. obedience from the things he suffered. In this way, God qualified him as the perfect high priest, and he became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. And he learned it through suffering, through pain. Through pain and obedience. And one of the ways that God grew Jesus mm. was through difficult situations. And so I would just say for anybody who's watching that, man, you find yourself in a difficult situation. You find yourself in a season that you're like, man, when is this going to end? What is God doing in this situation? I would just tell you in this moment, God is growing you. God is pushing you towards him. God is is, uh, pulling things out of you that you didn't even know were inside of you. And if Jesus had to go through painful seasons. We're going to have to go through painful seasons. That's so good. Right? I mean, if, if our Savior, he actually says, he said, if your teacher, your master goes through it, don't you think that you'll go That's through right. it? That's right. And I can honestly tell you, Noah, um, we all go through seasons in our lives. It could be through financial. It could be marriage problems. It could be health problems. Yeah. There's all kind of different things that we go through. Um, but, you know, 
me and my wife have a, an amazing marriage now, but every marriage goes through ups and downs. Mm-hmm. One of the one of the years in our marriage, we had a rough year. But during that year, it's when I grew the most in my walk with the Lord that I had in a long time. It yeah. was like hell on the outside. Absolutely. But I was learning so much. Yeah. I would never want to go through it again. Yeah. But because of that season, my perspective of God, my perspective of the bride of Christ, mm-hmm. he opened my eyes to see things in that season that I never would have seen unless I went through it. Come on. And so if you're out there tonight and you're going through something that you can't understand why you're going through it, just like Noah said, God is growing you. But you got to take the opportunity to let him speak to you in the middle of it. You can turn and go the other way and ignore his voice. But if you will listen to the voice of God, even in the middle of pain, even in the middle of suffering, in the middle of trouble and hardship and darkness, you can find God because it's in the darkness that you see the light. That's it. And Brad, it comes... Back to, if I avoid all pain, I avoid all growth. Mm. So if 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 I That's never good. want any pain in my life, mm. I'll never see any growth. That's so good. So you can run from pain, Man. and you can run from the stretching, and you can run from the pulling. But if you do, you won't grow. That's so good. And Jesus had to go. Right? Jesus was rejected. Mm. Jesus was lied about. Jesus was misunderstood. Mm. Jesus had people that would run around and tell all kinds of false things about him. Mm. There was there was pain that he had to go through so that he could become what G, what God put him on the earth for. That's that, that's amazing. Like Jesus had a purpose when he came here, his mission, and and God has given us a mission. He's, right. he, in Ephesians 2, it says that he's, he's created in advance good works for us to do. There is a purpose for yeah. each person. And you're going to go through good times to get there, and you're going to go through bad times, suffering, yeah. pain. You're going to hurt. Um, but all of it comes into your purpose if you allow it to. And I love how you said, I think we um, can end with this, man, is just how you said, if you the, if, don't dodge the pain. Don't dodge the hard right. things. Is because if you dodge all the hard things, you're never going to grow. That's it. And so before we wrap up tonight, Noah, is there anything else that you want to add, talk, say before we wrap up tonight? Man, I think that um, I think we've hit on, on so much yeah. of um, just what the Lord has put in my heart, really, the last, the last year and just growth. So and I yeah. just want to challenge people, continue growing. Make a plan with the Lord to mm. grow. Like yeah. every day, just make the decision. God, I'm, I'm going to do my best to grow t- today. And it's not, Brad, it's not yeah. praying for an hour. It may right. not be reading your Bible for extended amounts of time. It, it may just be being around godly community. That's good. Starting that. It yeah. may be um, just spending a few minutes in God's Word. It yeah. may be going to the, the version Bible app and, and finding a plan that fits you in every day, just reading God's yeah. Word, spending time in the Word. Just commit to growing in the Lord in 2024, and you'll get to December of 2024, and you'll look back and realize, because I made this commitment in January, this is what the Lord, this is how far I've come in the Lord. Wow, dude, you couldn't have said it any better. And so I would love no better way to end this tonight if you yeah. would just pray for us. Yeah. So I'm going to put on some music here, man, yeah. and I'm going to put you on the camera here, man, let you just take us home. Yeah. But just uh, just pray, man, for the people out there 
for me, for us in here, for all of us this year in 2024, that we'll put a plan together and intentionality and go after God to grow, man. Yeah, let's do it. Father, I thank you for your people. God, for everyone who's watching, wherever they're watching from, I pray tonight, God, that you would begin to put a hunger in their heart to know you more. God, that that is where spiritual growth begins, is understanding, God, that you are a God that is not far out there, God, but you're close to us, and you want to be known. And so, God, I ask right now, for even those who are watching that feel like they've fallen and maybe they don't feel worthy enough, maybe they've even something has happened over the last couple of days that they feel like has caused distance between them and the Lord. God, I pray right now, God, that you would encourage them and remind them, God, that you want to be known. And this process of spiritual growth is not about perfection. It's about every day making a stride towards you. So God, we thank you that you are a relational God and you want to speak to us. You want to be near us. God, and we thank you that we're going to look back at the end of this year when we get to the end of this year and we're going to see, God, how far you've taken us. Father, we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Amen, brother. That was so powerful. I feel God's presence in here, man. Yeah. I'm telling you, dude, he's here. Hope you guys are feeling him out there where you're at, where you're watching, because he is there. He's coming after you this year. He wants to walk with you and talk with you and and, and, and to grow in relationship with you. So um, as I end tonight, I want to remind you, um, let's see here, that coming up Thursday night at 6.30 p.m. is Pastor Bo Johnson is doing his um, podcast called The Spirit-Led Life. You want to make sure you tune into that Thursday night, 6.30. It's going to be powerful.